Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content and views that some listeners may find offensive. I said views, so I feel like mine might be a little controversial this episode. Why do we do this? I do. Drink wine and chat shit. Wine on a Monday. That's how you know your life's in good order. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast. With your hosts, T, Cleves and Selena. Every week, bringing some much-needed balance and humour to brighten up what can sometimes be a dark, disabled world. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Seesaw Podcast, the show that will look at your accounts to make sure you are subscribing to us on all of the places you should be. Okay, great. Right. Let's crack straight into this stuff. Firstly, quick blind yeah. news in more relevant news. Selena, you go. It's kind of this big, hot-off-the-press news released just two hours ago or so as we're streaming live on Twitch. Uh, so the government has just released its 32 disability action plan. So there's 32 actions to make Great Britain the most accessible place for disabled people. Right. Okay. okay you've, read, you you've, read th- you've read through this. I haven't. My, I've got two questions, really. What are the highlights and are any of the things we discussed last week in there? When I first saw it, I thought, God, they've been listening to Seesaw Podcast about making the world more accessible, exactly where we were going. But their views are slightly different to ours. There's things on there, like they want to get rid of refusals for guide dogs um, in public places. They want to host the the 2000... Well, yeah, but they're going to really work on it now. They're actioning oh. <laughs> it. Right, sorry. Or it was more just of a, yeah, you should probably do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas now now they're in business. Yeah, quality access only, yeah, what, exactly. 14 years ago. Mm. Um, they want to have more accessible playgrounds, um, host the 2031 Special Olympics. They want more disabled people in politics. So there's going to be a special fund that people can access for that. So maybe that's a oh, bit like what they, we were getting at. Yeah. I've looked at a couple of responses from uh, charities on Twitter just before we came on, or X as it's now known. They, they seem to be pleased that the, the government is willing to take action, but they said it's, you know, they've given six to 12 months timelines on these things and the proof will be in the pudding whether they actually, the actions become reality. But of course, they're also a little bit disappointed that they've not taken into consideration the cost of living crisis and benefits and how disabled people were hardest hit, etc., etc. Perfect. Okay. (sighs) (laughs) I know you can't wait for this, Selena. Settle in, campers. Settling it in. So, we do have a bit of an article which we're going to have our returning extra co-host, Esteban Reid. Before we go into it, a very quick overview. It's come out of the woodwork that the DWP, Department of Work and Pensions, are proposing, the the proposition is that they want to be able to look into disabled people's bank accounts to see if they are spending their benefits on what they think they should be spending their benefits on. Sweet. Read the article, man. It's a bit long. We might cut it down for the podcast. New powers that would allow the Department for Work and Pensions. DWP, to snoop on the bank accounts of benefit claimants who treat disabled people like criminals and further destroy trust, say campaigners. They spoke out this week against measures in the Data Protection and Digital Information Bill, which will give DWP powers to force banks to scan all their accounts to find those receiving benefits. 
They will then have to report anyone who triggers what are seen as potential indicators of fraud to DWP. These powers which equals are likely to involve the use of artificial intelligence by DWP equals would allow the department to see how benefit recipients are spending their money. Under current rules, DWP can only request details of a bank account holder's transactions if there are reasonable grounds to suspect them of fraud. Opposition to the new powers is growing, with a petition set up by a disabled woman having secured nearly 80,000 signatures. Mandy Asterisk, who set up the petition, said the threatened new powers had left her anxious and worried about what the DWP will be allowed to do with the information they gain from scrutinizing our bank accounts. She said, I fear that if they do not approve of my spending, that they will take my benefits away, or will cut it when they see I am able to save a little. Because they are giving me more than just the necessaries. She receives personal independence payment and is in the Employment and Support Allowance Support Group. She said, genuine claimants should have nothing to fear from the DWP. But we are kept in a constant state of anxiety because the system wants us that way. Disabled people's organizations are working with the civil liberties campaign organization Big Brother Watch to fight the government's proposals. Big Brother Watch has warned that the potential for expansive surveillance, high rates of error, and disproportionate impact on people in vulnerable positions is huge. Ken Butler, Welfare Rights and Policy Advisor for Disability Rights UK, said. The search criteria are likely being drawn up by automated and secret algorithms with the concern that inherent bias could result in disabled people being disproportionately targeted. The DWP has repeatedly acknowledged in recent years that it badly needs to build the trust of benefit claimants. Secret surveillance of their bank accounts with no cause is a way to destroy this. House of Commons Chairman for Work and Pensions said the proposal in the bill is for surveillance where there is absolutely no suspicion at all which is a substantial expansion of the state's powers to intrude. Sir John Huntingdale said it would enable DWP to identify fraudulent benefit claims and, as a result, will save the taxpayer a significant amount of money. Estimated saving of £500 million by the end of 2028-29. The bill has now reached its committee stage for detailed examination. Finally, it's over. So ah. that quite a lot to digest here. The original article can be found at Disability News Service. Yes. Links in the show notes. So this obviously <laughs> is a very controversial thing. Yeah. Where do we start That's with too much this? to say. Come on, come on. All right. I, I will <laughs> start with my it. notes. So my original thing is it says, okay. DWP already have powers to do this for those that are suspected of fraud. Does this give them too much power? Effectively just to spy on disabled people. I would say Look, that this. I, I want to come to the comment first, though. No, no, no. Like, like, to, to, it's not just disabled people. This article makes out it is just disabled people. This new rule is for any benefit claimant. So mm. it's not just disabled people. It's people that claim pensions, people that claim universal credit. They're on low incomes. Oh, I don't know why they just think it's oh being victimised when they're not. Everyone's every any benefit claimant is possibly going to be under surveillance. Okay, that, that's a very fair point, Selena. So I don't feel as though there's any grounds for them to do this. Like, there's already policies in place, like you said, Cleves, for when they think there's a fraudulent claim to go down that avenue and then investigate them. This is broadening it out to the point where they can just check on anyone. And that is a huge data and civil liberties concern. The argument's going to be made, we're giving you free money, so sign up if you want it. Mm -hmm. 
That's true. But then if we were to use pensions as a example, pensions are very much based on your national insurance contribution, that sort of thing. These are people who have contributed their entire lives. Should they have they not already put into a system to basically be just left alone? Yeah, I imagine they're not going to be bothered about pensions, are they? Because that's just a rite of passage. You just get that, no matter what. There's no criteria for it, is there? Yeah, it's not. It's not, not means, means tested, tested in any way. True, State but who's to pension. say what this AI is looking at, like the algorithm? Well, this is the new thing, isn't it? As well, this is potentially it'll be done by AI, and will there be big errors there? Yes, I can say that. Probably it will <laughs> at first. Yeah. There might be some. We've seen that with every implementation of benefits assessment ever. I look at PIP and the complete farce that that was when it started to roll out, and it didn't. It took years for them to actually make it somewhat better, but there's still a lot of issues with it. The point they're making is this AI technology could potentially save money in the long run. But how much is the AI technology costing? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, this well. That's what they're saving per year, but it's going to be a one-off cost for the AI, isn't it? In theory. There'll be maintenance involved, admittedly. But by the, what was it, 2029, they say, they'll be saving yep. 500 mil a year? Yep. So that yeah. would imply that they've recuperated yeah. the original cost of the AI. Um, I've got a note here. The government already has systems to get around fraud. It's called the application system. Is this an admission that the government's current systems for people actually claiming and getting to the point where you get a letter that says what you get is insufficient to weed out those who are trying to manipulate the system? And is this just not stacking something on the end to try and cover the fact that the government's current systems are inadequate for what they need? I didn't think about that, but yes. Fraud wouldn't happen if the benefit mm -hmm. systems were stringent as they should have been with applications. You won't need this. No, 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 because it's not just for the applications. It's once you reach, you can only be entitled to some benefits if you have less than like £16,000 savings or that there is like a savings limit. So for mm. those that exceed that limit, you can't track that in the application process. If they're, if they're saving up their benefits and not using them for their daily essentials for what they should be, then should that money be returned? It's not... It's, it's not that's, money just to stack up for, for, you know, to save. That's that's broadening it out, isn't it, to everyone on benefits as well, as opposed to just mm -hmm. disability yeah. benefits. But on T's point, the application for whether you get any kind of disability benefit, if that was better in the first place, then disabled people wouldn't need to be monitored in the, with this. I agree, Selena. Like, for other benefits, like if they are just doing cash in hand work, that sort of thing, and they are just saving the benefits and making some, so yeah making some bank on the side, I, I think, yes, absolutely, this is something that should be used to crack down on that. But I think, especially with disability, if you go down the the application, the interviews, all of that sort of stuff, and especially for, for individuals whose conditions are not getting better, as per like, professional, like medical professionals saying, well, your arms aren't growing back, your eyes aren't growing back. I think if you've gone through those hoops... You should be completely exempt from this because there's, at that point, they've given you what they think that you need based on the application and the interview and everything like that that you have to do with PIP. No, but PIP isn't mean test, means tested. This it's wouldn't right. actually affect people on PIP. No, no, no. It's, it's totally PIP's means not means tested. Anybody. You get, you're, no, filling a, you're filling a little Prove application it. form. You have to fill in an application form. Yeah, you but get it points deductive. You get someone to come around and assess you as well, yeah, normally yeah. in person. 
But what, what do you what do you, I mean, what do you define as means, means tested? tested. Oh, financially, okay. Financially fine. means tested. It's not nothing. It doesn't matter how much money is in your bank account if you yeah. just claim PIP. But, but if but, you claim ESA, then that's a different story. Yeah. Okay. Fine. This is what I mean. It's it's broadening it out to other benefits. But if you just take PIP, that is tested at the time of applying. So yeah. in theory, if that process was foolproof, then you wouldn't need to necessarily look at people who are claiming no, and that they probably wouldn't they, that's you, what i mean but you could say the same with esa that, and if the application the... is is as stringent as it should be then why would you need to check on them because they're gonna uh, if they start saving their money employment support allowance is supposed, supposed to, to support you to mm. live your day-to-day life it's not there to support you to save and save and save and not use that money for what it's needed for it's not there to be going on your your three thousand pound travelized or seeable holidays every year it's there to make you pay help you pay your bills that actually leads me on to mandy asterix (laughs) (laughs) not not an official last name but what mandy asterix has, has put down in this particular article or what's quoted is that they get PIP and are on the employment support allowance and is in the employment support group. So I had to look that up. But what that Mm -hmm. effectively means is, according to the government, that that person can't currently work and are not expected to work in the future. That's that's what that particular ESA thing means. But they're obviously getting PIP as well. Like, look, I'll say right now, we don't know the situation. We don't know the disability. I'd argue if you can rally Mm -hmm. round on social media and various other places and get 80,000 uh, 80, signatures, there's probably a job out there for you somewhere. However, this is the other thing, right? They said, oh, I put a bit aside each month. This comes. This is why I came back to that after what you'd said, Selena. Benefits aren't there for you to save money. No. It's not the taxpayer's yeah. job for you to have a cushy life. It's for them to... Yeah. This is why I think it's controversial, but the benefits are there for you to live an adequate life effectively yeah. and pay for everything that you need house bills that sort of thing if if you're deemed not to be able to do it which also comes back to t's point on if the pip is what's being overpaid have they made the assessment correctly it's not there for you to save money i will say that i agree but incomes fluctuate based on circumstances time of year energy is still extremely expensive so what they might be spending, they might be spending all of it in these months for heating, electricity, that sort of thing. But then when it gets warmer, they might have that little bit extra left over. Are we expecting That's them fine. to just they can blow have a that up bit. the wall or should they be saving that for potentially when it gets colder again? Because we do know that disabled people are struggling to pay energy bills. But that article says that that person is saving more than just the necessities because it pays more than just the necessities. But who's making the decision on what the necessities are? Look, all I'm saying is they've got additional money going. Whether whether that's through ESA or through PIP, it's going to be a struggle to to define that. What they spend the money on, also going to be a struggle to define that. Even with AI and this new system, still going to be ridiculously difficult to find out. And perhaps whether that's the errors are going to occur. It's almost a separate issue. Should you be getting additional money? I think it is. I think that is another issue. Who's determining what is necessary? Because you don't just want people to be living on the breadline. But then, how much? They're not. They're not suggesting that. 
But if you were only giving them what the what was deemed as the essentials. But you're allowed to save up to £16,000 if you're on ESA before they will cut, start to cut your benefit. But you are allowed some savings. It's not the government aren't saying you aren't allowed to save at all. They're just saying you're not allowed to save a stupid amount. So yeah, £16,000 is a deposit on a small flat. It's quite a lot. It is. I mean, getting the mortgage might be tricky. Oh, yeah, okay, fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I revoke my comments. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I do concede the points that you, you're saying, Selena. I do. But at some point, a line will be drawn, especially when you're using this AI. How is this going to make the how's it going to make the decisions based on what is okay? So, what are the parameters for fraud? Yeah, that's another thing. Like, never really explicitly defined, is it? No. Is it because they go to the pub twice a week? Is it because they're saving more than sixteen thousand pounds? In which case, you know, the ESA process should be there to catch that. That one's an easy one, isn't it? Yeah, but ESA can be doing that. Well, it's all means-tested, Bennett. Which universal credit, ESA, they're all means-tested. I don't really see if you've got if you, if you're doing it right and following the rules, why are you concerned? Good question. That was going to be another thing about Mandy Asterix, mm. apparently living in anxiety all the time. If you can raise eighty thousand signatures, I feel like I'm being a right arsehole going in on this person here. <laughs> but like, if you can raise eighty thousand signatures, you you've clearly got some written communicative skills, which means you know. You can get some sort of writing job or admin job or something like that. Again, don't know the situation. Maybe I'll hold that. But it feels like from the text that I've got in front of me that they can at least do some things, whether it's on a computer or whatever. So are they in the right job uh, grouping, if you like? Hmm. And also, do they secretly know that maybe they're getting too much? I mean, if they've got money to save and they're anxious about it, I'm thinking, I'm not saying it's an admission of guilt, but I am swaying towards But they didn't want their surname published. Yeah, I know, They didn't want their surname published. That's That's why they're asterisks, is what the asterisk links to. Yeah, yeah. They don't want to be identified. And we have, in a previous episode, we have worked out that you, you can make a lot as a disabled person like let's say being being a blinky, for example, if you're in like a council property, like a one bedroom flat, they'll pay for your your rent, they'll pay your council tax, then you get your pip on top, then you get some ESA on top, and after you know you consider that that's their council tax and and their rent, two of the biggest financial outgoings of anyone in the country, any household. A lot of people would love to have that amount of money left over at the end of the month. A lot of people don't. And uh, we're talking over a thousand pounds after a lot of their stuff has been handled. Fourteen, fifteen hundred pounds you're getting on PIP and ESA if you're in the, you know, you're not really getting bracket, all of but... that, are you? If it's if it's going towards your housing costs and bills and that kind of stuff. Well, no, because but like, it's, you... if you if you're in a council, your rent's covered and your council tax is covered. Yeah, so I imagine your ESA would be as high though, would it? If that was the case, well, it'd be base rate, won't it? Yeah. What? I think it is. Base rate. They yeah. don't have multiple rates. You either get it or you don't get it. It's not based on that. You, you'll get it if you're in a council flat or if you have a mm-hmm. £500,000 house. You'll, you'll get the same rate. Yeah. Why the fuck am I working? That's a question that I yeah, ask exactly. often. <laughs> yeah. Other than the self-respect. <laughs> this is the thing. 
<laughs> I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> and with such such high amounts of money that I can't entirely blame some people for not wanting to work. So going back to the article, I, I think the concern here as well is this is quite a broad change that's been made. It's giving a lot of power, and I think that's where we have the danger there because we don't know how much power would be granted to the DWP for this. Can they start scrutinising Pip and like really going on on those people who are claiming Pip to see where all the money goes? Because ultimately, how how do you define that? Because with this, you've got so much nuance. It's not going to say care payment in your bank account or mobility payment when you're paying out for things. Do you even have the right to moan? You get free money <laughs> that other people have paid for you to be effectively disabled. And that sounds really fucking harsh. I get that. But like, it's people that are working that are effectively paying for disabled people's benefits. Can you really moan if someone's looking into your finances? And here's another thing, right? I bet a billion different media companies and just corporate companies already know your fucking details anyway. Everything's <laughs> listening. Your phone's listening. Alexa's listening. Uh... Don't matter. Why, why is this one extra one all of a sudden worse? Because it's the government. Yeah. You could say that no one should have access to your information. And there are laws about organisations having access. I know, but if I asked but... you the question, right, if I said to you, I'm going to give you 10 quid, but you have to spend it on two Big Macs. Do you think I have the right to know whether you spent my £10 on two Big Macs? Well, because <laughs> I, I want to know. If I'm giving you that £10, I want to make sure you spent it where I told you you're spending it. That's true. But, and here's something else that, should a government have this ability because of fascism? We don't know what they're going to do with the data. They're having more power than potentially they should do. It is a bit of a fascist state, some might say, that it does take away freedom from people. Well, your freedom is you don't have to apply for PIP. But, also, let's say you were you did have this check done and you were completely above board. Do they have the right to see what you're spending your day-to-day on? Or is that your life? Is that your private life? Because they'll have access to everything. That is a good question. Mm. Do you want to know how many takeaways you get? How much you spend on clothes? Like all of this it's, sort of stuff. It's just AI that's looking. It's not a real person that's looking. Yeah, well, no, but someone, that's got to go back to a real person effectively, hasn't it? To... To be signed off. Only yeah. if there's red flags. But what are the red flags? That's the thing. How does AI, yeah. How does AI know this? And that's that's the problem. Where does it but end? You know when you get credit checked for like a mortgage? They see all your details then of what you're spending. What's the difference? You share that information in order to get a mortgage or a credit card or a loan of whatever type. I, I know what you're saying, but you're opting in for that check to be done because there's... Apparently, you're opting contracts. in. Yeah, you're opting into something because you want something out of that arrangement. Yeah, and exactly you're the same your thing. Privacy. Yeah, this is exactly the same with the same thing. True, but the government might not always have the the best intentions. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. And you, those multi global companies money. also have your best intentions mm. at heart. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Also, isn't it a bit ironic that with all the scandals of fraud? made by members of parliament when it comes to their expenses, that they are now wanting to see the lifestyles and the spending habits of other people. Not if they become under it as well. 
I don't see them passing any bill that means that they their expenses get scrutinized in like an open format where all members of the public can see them. I think because it's so broad, that's what concerns me. But in, in effect, they've earned their money, right? Let, let's say I chose not to get PIP, right? Because that's mm. my choice. I don't have yeah. to apply for it. Yeah. If I chose nope. just to work and just to get my money from my job, then they're not going to get it, are they? Then they're not going to see my account. If, if they are giving you free money that you've applied for, which you're entitled to do, and then they say, well, we want to see where it's being spent, I'm not really sure you can turn around and say no. But the payment, some might argue, is in place because up until, you know, the quick blind news earlier and we'll see how that goes the country is not set out for disabled people and we need money to get around the fact that it's not accessible for us right but is it not accessible or are a lot of people not making it accessible for them another question there. well it is but how do you make that differentiation and how does an ai do that i couldn't tell you man there's a lot of unanswered questions here and like i said i think that the broadness of the power that they might be getting is the scary thing yeah, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Nice quote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that's <laughs> my concern. Like, I have nothing to hide. And if they were to do a check on me, I'd okay. absolutely fine. Yeah. If that's what what has to be done, and that's what has to be done, as like if it was a part of what I needed to do for my for my PIP, that's fine. Because mm-hmm. as as you said, Cleves, I choose to claim that. But the government needs to say five hundred million pounds. We know this government or any government is in a lot of debt so what what's the alternative how are they going to save that money tell me mm, good question not be building h2 or whatever it's called hs2 making, H-S2, ma- making better it. business decisions at a local council level so they're not farming out contracts to friends of the mps yep. extortionate <laughs> prices i mean if they want to make savings they could just get rid of their incompetencies and probably save this money that's a final question from me Given the choice, if they said to you, you can have PIP, but we were going to want access to your bank accounts. Yes or no? Selena, go for PIP. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, for PIP. Yes, fine. I've got nothing to hide in it. There's no savings limit. Like, and I've actually chosen over the years not to claim universal credit, even though I'm entitled to it, probably because it's just too complex to do. And it just, I, I didn't want to risk about being over the savings limits or over the limit. So to be better safe than sorry, I don't claim anything other than PIP and probably have been doing myself out of some free money. But that's life. That's fine. I can survive. So that's the main thing. Imagine all the sketchy offshore accounts you've got where uh, an absolute tax haven uh, <laughs> probably making you that much. Oh, Swiss accounts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Several accounts yeah. in the Cayman Islands and <laughs> various others. Did you really go to Tenerife for us to see your accountant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, you two. Pip, yes or no? Yeah, I don't see why I could say no. If I want free money, then there's got to be some allowances there. You want to see my savings? Fine. I give up my privacy every single day when, you know, I've got like three or four Alexas knocking about the house. Like, it's to listen to everything I do. I've got a mobile phone. Of course, everyone knows what I want to do. The payment for convenience from a corporate side is that they know everything about me. So if someone's going to give me free money, how can I complain if they know my details and everything about me? Everyone else already does anyway. Yeah. And I, I said I would give them access. Like, I'd completely give them access because I think that's the, the price you pay. For the free money. 
I, I still have a lot of concerns about you know, they're looking over everyone's bank account. I think that's potentially a little bit shifty. Oh, yeah. For a government to be able to go through everyone who is on their benefits, bank accounts, and see everything. But you've got the option. You don't have to apply for benefits. That's true, but you could always have an AI that was filtering through based on sort of like naming conventions like that on accounts instead of scrubbing for anything. And my my concern is like we don't know what the parameters are for this AI. And it's the government, so they'll probably get the most expensive, shittest version there is, and there'll be a colossal fuck-up with it. And that goes back to how you can save them money. Yeah. Just like with Pip, when they outsourced <laughs> it for what? Was it $3 billion, $4 billion to an external company? And they yeah. completely botched it? Mm-hmm. Mm. Instead of just revising the DLA system? But, I don't know. What do you think at home? I mean, it is uh, a complex topic. I think we've been a little... yeah, maybe, We've been all over the map. We have been, and maybe we've got against the grain and maybe brushed people up the wrong way. But it's not like us. I think these are valuable points, and we are here to balance. So what do you think? Let us know at the various links and opportunities coming up. And, yeah, if you want to support the show, yeah, get over to Twitch, give us a little follow, and then maybe use some of your benefits to subscribe to us on Twitch. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, maybe that's not one of the red flags. It doesn't cost to subscribe to us on Twitch. Oh, but if, if well... To follow, it doesn't, but to subscribe, it does. But if you have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free. One free a month. I don't understand the difference between following and subscribing. I don't get it. You don't need to worry about it. This is all cuttable shit anyway, so shut up and fucking finish it. (laughs) So, until next week, have a wonderfully balanced time. And to those of you on Twitch, thank you for joining us. And for those of you on Benefits, good luck. Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on X at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. And you can stream with us live every week on Twitch at Seesaw Podcast. Remember to like, rate, review, and share with a friend. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience.